In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our text today is from the psalm appointed for this day, Psalm 100. And I invite you to join with me in reading it responsively. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. He is the one who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And his faithfulness to all generations. People of God and people whose faith and trust is in Christ Jesus, and especially God our Heavenly Father. About 40 years ago, there was a woman who was an excellent cook, and she brought many of her favorite dishes uh, to uh, church socials. And many of the recipes that she, I mean, many of the dishes that she brought uh, were taken from recipes that she had gathered and been passed down in her family for generations after generation. And uh, the foods that she prepared were so delicious that finally people, other uh, women started saying, uh, don't just bring the food, bring the recipes. Don't just bring the food, bring the recipes. How I wish I could have a recipe. Now, the feelings uh, expressed by this comment not only refer to delicious foods, but also to the more important things of life. How I wish I could have a recipe for happiness. How I wish I could have a recipe for living a valuable life. How I wish I could have a recipe for living in a way that is real and genuine living. You see, those are items that we really want. And often we wish that there were some kind of magical recipe that could give us those particular items something that we could follow in order to obtain them. Well, fortunately, there is a recipe, a recipe for the most valuable things of life. It's a recipe for a worthwhile and valuable living, a recipe that brings joy into our life. The recipe is not magical. It doesn't have some strange and unusual ingredients that we have to go all over the world to find. It's a recipe that has been tested by billions and billions of people in almost every culture down through thousands of years. It's a recipe that dates back 2,500 years, and we just finished reading it. We just finished reading it a few moments ago. It's Psalm 100. Psalm 100. Now, in those particular psalms, we find five short verses, seven directions, and four ingredients. But there are problems. There are problems. The problem is not with the recipe. What's the problem? We often try to substitute ingredients, and we often try to change the directions. Now, the woman who was asked for recipes, uh, several, there were some uh, other women who came to her and said, you know, I've, uh, 
I've tried your recipe, but it's just not working the way that yours does. Yours is done. Are you sure that you gave me the right recipe? And so the good cook would then often ask, okay, I need two things. What substitutions did you make for the ingredients? And what shortcuts did you take in following the directions? And those who were kind of uh, complaining about the recipes usually had to admit that they had been substituting ingredients or had been uh, taking shortcuts in the recipe directions. And so, you see, the good cook told them, you know, I used to do the same thing. But one of the things that I found is if I don't follow the directions and if I don't use the proper ingredients, the results are not going to be as good as I want. Stick with the recipe. Stick with the recipe. Psalm 100. So let's take a look at the ingredients first. The Lord is God who has made us and we belong to him. Let's read it together. The Lord is God who has made us and we belong to him. Right away we see the first temptation to change the ingredients. You see, at times people may talk about separation of church and state, but the real problem is that so often we separate our lives from God. And whenever we separate our lives from God, the result's going to be devastating. When we separate our life from God, then one of the things we immediately do is we take the value out of life. We take the value out of life. One of the terrible side effects of uh, the theory of evolution and abortion and euthanasia and other items like that... One of the terrible side effects of those particular items is that we have a common understanding and a judgment that many lives are not very valuable. We wind up having a kind of a feeling that uh, there are some lives that are so unimportant, so non-valuable, that they don't deserve to live. And whenever we find ourselves devaluing the lives of others, of any life, We also devalue the life that God has given to us. The psalmist reminds us our lives are valuable. We are valuable because the Lord God has made us and we belong to him. Now since today is Father's Day, I'll try to use several illustrations about dads. When I was about five years old, my dad, my mom, my younger sister, and I went to a street dance uh, at a fall festival in a small town where my father graduated from high school. <clears throat> and as the evening wore on, it got rather dark. Uh, there were lots of people there. The band was playing very loudly. And I wandered around and finally got myself lost. I can still see the steps of the building where I sat down and cried because I was lost. Someone noticed me. The next thing I knew, I was on the stage with the band. (laughs) And when they finished singing their song, one of the band leaders announced that we've got a boy here whose parents have gotten lost. (laughs) And my dad came rushing up to the stage yelling, He's mine! He's mine! 
and I jumped off the stage into his arms. I still remember that feeling. What a tremendous, powerful feeling it was. For you see, I had a great sense of relief because I was where I belonged. I was in the arms of my dad. The Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. How valuable we are when we find ourselves in the arms of the loving Heavenly Father. We have to remind ourselves whenever we begin to think, my life is not valuable, or I'm not very important, or I'm not accomplishing anything. We need to remind ourselves of the words of the psalmist who tells us, we belong, uh, reminds us of the one who made us and the one to whom we belong, for he claims us as his very own. That's the beginning of value of life. That's the beginning of value of life. The second ingredient that we see in the psalm, the Lord God is good. Now this is one we need to repeat at least three times. So let's do it together. The Lord God is good. The Lord God is good. The Lord God is good. We need to repeat that because so often in our world today, with all the different circumstances that are so difficult, uh, sometimes people begin to think that God is out to get them, that God is singling them out to send trouble their way. But that simply is not accurate. Whenever we begin to think that God is targeting us for trouble... That's a surefire recipe to make ourselves discouraged and to make it difficult to do anything of true value. You see, God targets us for his good. He targets us for his good. Now, years ago, my mom was a great cook, and she made excellent cookies. And one time I remember that I asked her, I wanted her to make some cookies, and she said she didn't have time, and she said, here's a recipe, you can use it. So I went about setting to make the cookies, and I was doing well and everything, except I made one minor mistake. Instead of vanilla, I put in vinegar. They both start with a V, you know. Well, the result, as you may understand, is the cookies look good. They lasted a long time, (laughs) but they tasted terrible. Now, my dad enjoyed having company over, and uh, he kept those cookies around for a long time because whenever we'd have company, he'd get them out and give them to the company. (laughs) He just wanted to see the look on their faces when they started biting into those cookies. Okay. Okay, here's here's the thing. Whenever we begin to think that God is targeting us for bad, we've put in the vinegar. Whenever that kind of thinking starts entering into our heads and into our hearts, we need to remember no vinegar. No vinegar. That is not accurate. God is judge, yes. God is judge, and he is just. But God is good. 
He targets us for his blessings. And sometimes it may be difficult for us to see those blessings. Or sometimes it may be difficult to, uh, uh, because we think those are not the blessings we need, Lord. We have other lists. But God continues to love us and provide for us to lead us and to strengthen us. The third ingredient, the Lord God's love for us continues on forever. Please join with me in reading. The Lord God's love for us continues on forever. All the religions of the world emphasize the power of God. You can take a look at every religion that there is in this world. It emphasizes the power of God. That the gods that they worship have far a superior strength than do humans. Scriptures alone combine the power of God and the love of God. No other religions in the world do that. No other religions in the world do that. And it's very important because if you don't have those two components together, power and love, then the results are disastrous. Now, little children usually have a rather limited vision. And uh, imagine if you went around all of your activities day after day, and all of you saw in front of all everything, everything excuse me, all you could see in front of you were knees. You know, that's the perspective of children. Now, my dad was not a very uh, overwhelmingly big man, but I remember as a little child, I thought he was a giant. I thought he was a giant. Little children very often see their dads as being so strong and so big. And that's why it's so important for fathers to pick up their little ones to carry them with love. Because what that does for the child, it gives them an understanding not only of strength, but also of love. That's the picture of our Heavenly Father. One who has great strength, but one who has powerful love. The psalmist tells us the Lord God loves us with a continual love. And we see this especially in the gift of his son Jesus for us. As the epistle lesson which Steve read just a few moments ago reminds us, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God doesn't stop loving us when we sin. He doesn't stop loving us when we rebel against him. Instead, he pays the price for our sin and provides for our forgiveness. The Lord our God loves us with a continual and continuing love. The fourth ingredient, the Lord God is faithful. Please join me again. The Lord God is faithful. He is faithful through every generation. One of the key words that is used in our society today is inclusion. Inclusion. Well, I can guarantee you there's no better, no better example of inclusion than we see in God our Heavenly Father. His promises are for every, all peoples, no matter what cultures, no matter where they are, whatever they may be, come from, whatever nationality. His promises are faithful to every generation. His promises are indeed not limited to just a few or to certain groups, but they're available for everyone. And when God makes a promise, he will do exactly what he said he will do. Patience 
and consistency. Patience and consistency. There were some fathers who were taking part in a Bible study. They were discussing the nitty-gritty aspects of living the Christian life as fathers. And as they watched this particular video series, uh, the, uh, the speakers in the video series were saying, be sure, be careful in what you promise. Be careful in what you promise your children. Be sure that you can deliver on that promise. And also be patient with your children because they've got a long way to go. And they need to know that you're going to be faithfully for them and with them as long as you possibly can as they continue in those years. Faith, patience and consistency. So there are the four ingredients. The Lord God has made us. We are valuable to Him. As the Old Testament lesson, uh, which was read by Kathy a few moments ago, emphasized, we are His treasured possession. Secondly, the Lord is good. He blesses us. Third, the Lord God loves us with a continual and constant love. And fourth, the Lord God is faithful to us and to every generation. So those are the ingredients. And now for the directions. The first direction, know that the Lord is God. Know that the Lord is God. Now the emphasis upon the word know there is not only to have it up here, but to have it in our in our center or core of our being and that explodes out through our hands and our feet. To know is to trust. It is to be so absolutely certain that God loves us with an everlasting love, that He is good for us and has eternal life for us, that because we know that then, we can trust Him and follow Him and in our life. That's the first direction. The rest of the directions all flow out of the third commandment to remember the Sabbath day. In rapid succession, the psalmist gives us the direction, the rest of the directions. Shout in joy to the Lord. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and praise. Worship and praise. Worship and praise. There was a couple who attended a week-long retreat uh, with an emphasis on uh, health and wholeness. And when they came back from this retreat, they were so excited. They uh, got some of their friends together. They were telling their friends all about the camp and, and some of the ways that they had been taught to increase their joy and purpose in living. And they talked about how the leaders in the camp uh, uh, at the retreat uh, talked about the importance of taking time to think about the good that they were experiencing, not just the bad that was happening in the world, but look for the good that's happening to you and how the retreat leaders were telling them how important it is uh, to take time to uh, be thankful. Uh, and, uh, and so the, uh, the couple said that they were challenged that every day, at the end of the day, uh, they were to tell their spouse at least three things, at least three things that happened that day for which they were thankful now, the couple was so excited about this retreat and the knowledge that they'd received, they told their friends, it's a recipe for new living. It's a recipe for new living. Well, some of their friends, a couple uh, that uh, after they left, they were on their way home. Uh, as they were driving home, they commented on how glad they were that this couple was so excited about this. And one of the, uh, uh, and the wife said, you know, 
They found the recipe for new life. They found the recipe for new life. But actually, it's an old recipe. Psalm 100, the third commandment. That's all it is. Psalm 100 and the third commandment. You know, it took me a long time to realize that when God gave the commandments, he didn't do it for his good. He did it for our good. He wants us to worship and praise him, not because he's egotistic. He wants us to worship and praise him because he knows that's what's best for us. That a life that is filled with joy is a life that is also filled with thankfulness and praise to God. Some adults were talking about their childhood and uh, various things that they remembered about it. Some mentioned camping trips. Some mentioned trips to uh, Disneyland or other events. Finally, one person stated, What I remember most about my childhood is I was safe and I was loved. I was safe and I was loved. And you know, I think it just doesn't get any better than that. People of God people whose faith and confidence is in God our Heavenly Father, God the Holy, Son, uh, the Holy Spirit, and God the Son, Jesus Christ. Safe and loved. You see, that's what the Psalm 100 is all about. That's the recipe that is trying to help us to develop and use. For as we trust in Him, knowing that we are made by Him, we are ones who belong to Him that he is good and targets us for blessings, that we are loved by him who is faithful every day and throughout all generations. And as we join in worship and praise, that's when we discover a life that is safe and loved. People of God, follow the recipe. Follow the recipe. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.